Welcome to From the Booth, the podcast sponsored by BYU's International Cinema Program. On this podcast, we preview and analyze the films playing at International Cinema. I'm Chip Oscarson, co-director of the International Cinema Program. Joining me today to preview the films that will be coming to IC, I have IC Assistant Director Mariador Oscarson. Welcome, Mariador. Good to be here. And IC Co-Director Mark Yamada. Welcome, Mark. Thanks. Today we're going to be previewing the films that will be showing at IC between the 18th and 21st of March. We remind you that in our preview shows, like this one, we promise to give some background information and suggest some things to look for, but no spoilers. Uh, the spoilers we save for our Week in Review episodes when we talk about the films in a little bit more depth. The films we're going to be talking about today in previewing are Sophia, a social drama from 2018 by director Maryam Ben Barak Aliosi about human rights and women's freedom, particularly in Morocco. Morgan, a gentle comedy set on the Romanian-Hungarian border, directed by Marianne Crisson and Anka Piu from 2010. A Special Day, an Italian film from 2012, directed by Francesca Comaneci, that helps to prefigure the Me Too movement in interesting sorts of ways. And then our documentary for the week is One Child Nation, directed by Nanfu Wang and Qiling Zhang from 2019, exploring the human and social cost of China's one-child policy. Why don't we start with Sophia? Mark, tell us a little bit about what this is about. Yeah, this is a really interesting film. It takes place in Morocco, and it involves a young woman who has pregnancy denial, and at the very beginning of the film, it goes into labor. And it takes place over one night, kind of going into the next day, about she gives birth eventually, and in Morocco, it's illegal to have sexual relations out of out of marriage, and so they have to find the father, and the father is nowhere to be found, and it, kind of searching for him is really kind of the, the plot of the film. But it really raises some interesting questions about issues. I mean, it's, it's kind of a patriarchal society, but it, it kind of raises the question about what happens when you add class into that mix. And this, this woman who gives birth is from an upper-class family, and you can tell because they, they speak both French and Arabic, the family does. And I think they have, I think the mother, the father has some connections to France or might be from France. And so they have this a little bit of a kind of an upper class. And there's some connections to colonialism and some issues there that are kind of raised. But And then the family of the father, who they eventually find, is speaks only, only Arabic. And so it, it introduces kind of issues of class relations into the mix of kind of government bureaucracy and how that weighs on women and their choices and things like that. So Really interesting film. It, it really moves quickly because it's just over one night and it's kind of a search for this father. And, and Sophia and her cousin who is helping her, she's right. a medical, a medical student, student. Yeah. and she's more aware of what's going on. These two young women have 24 hours so to come up with, yeah. with the, so, the so father. It's kind of suspenseful in some ways. Yeah. It is very suspenseful. The solution that Sophia finds to her dilemma is very interesting. There is definitely a, a plot yeah. issue that we can't talk about here. But I would like to ask, is it to her advantage? the solution that is found at the end. Yeah. Um, the Arab News, I read an article about this film, and they say that the solution that Sophia finds is a selfish one. Yeah. I, I would be interested to know what you think after, uh, you know, we can when we can discuss this film in more details. And for anyone watching this, please look at that solution and then look at what does this film say about class? We talked a lot about class. What kind of, of structure is in place? Is it something that's organic or or really well defined? Class in this film is very, very important, as you said. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, to, to these films that put these interesting kind of formal restraints on that, right? So that yeah. this is going to happen over, you know, over this 
limited amount of time. Right. And it's, you know, maybe going back to Aristotle and, and his thinking about this, it creates a kind of intensity, actually, yeah. Yeah. that I think is is rather interesting to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, at first you're really involved in finding the father, and then it shifts and it becomes a little bit more of a social commentary, and I think it, it works that way. It's a, it's a quick film. Only 80 minutes, I think, so... And uh, you should know as well that it's got the best screenplay award at, at Cannes Can. in 2018, so mm. it got the Un Certain Regard in that section. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, definitely something to watch for. Well, the next film is Morgan. This is a Romanian film, and this falls into the what we can broadly talk about as the Romanian New Wave. The Romanian New Wave is uh, films that are, have been produced you know, since the middle of the 2000s, the middle of the aughts, that are often realist, they're very minimalist kinds of films. There's a kind of an austerity in a lot of ways to, to these films that they're, they're not going to kind of overwhelm you with, mm. with dialogue or with, I don't know, what you might kind of you know, think of as, as frills and, and, and thrills in, in different kinds of ways. Things are much more subtle than that. And kind of black humor plays uh, an important role, I think, in a lot of this Romanian New Wave films. And it's been read as a kind of a reaction to coming out of communism and kind of dealing with, you know, the new forms of government and new forms of market. Um, so this film is, is dealing with borders and we have a Turkish immigrant who finds his way to Romania and wants to go to Germany. And the Romanian main actor, main character, who is a very peaceful person, he has this kind of boring job and kind of all set really set life but fishing is very important to him and what does he find one day this this immigrant well he's uh, fishing he's himself crossing borders and you'll see right away the absurdity of, of those borders because he's bringing back something from his fishing trip that he should not be bringing so right away you know that this is this is ridiculous, really. Yeah. But then we're, we're dealing with people and people wanting to be reunited with family. And all of a sudden, it, it takes a, a more serious and, and definitely humanist look at, at the role of borders between people. So the humor, definitely. I mean, it's a film with normal-looking actors, right? <laughs> this is not a film with, with about glamour. It's, it's normal life and a very much humanist film and and watch how borders are portrayed and and not only physical borders but as well cultural borders between people communication everything that can come as a border whether it's physical or not right you can think about too in terms of, from a stylistic perspective about how the long shot is used that is the 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 length of the shot i guess i should be more precise that you get really long takes and there's a lot of things that just happen in front of the camera. And this is a, this is a very deliberate choice about, you know, why film that way as, as opposed to a way in which the camera is telling you constantly what to look at. That it's, there's something much more open about that. And kind of along these same lines, you get, you know, very naturalist lighting. Uh, you get very everyday activities that are being played out in front of you. And, and I think all of this is, you know, it, it's deliberate. It's not for a lack of imagination or something like that. It's rather it's uh, trying to get us to think uh, a little bit differently and come into this world in a different kind of way. And as we have preview as well, Professor Anka Springer will do the lecture on this film at 5 p.m. on Wednesday. So something to, to look forward to. Yeah, she, she's done a lot of good work with uh, new Romanian films, so uh, definitely something to look forward to. Well, tell us a little bit about A Special Day, Mario, our Italian film from 2012. A Special Day. The filmmaker is Francesca Comencini, and this is a fun, loving film at first, but do not be deceived because The Special Day is, is actually 
deceptively light at the beginning, but it deals with very important topics. So this is the story of Gina and Marco, and they're both beautiful and young and full of life and enthusiasm as well. And they meet for the first time and they spend a day together. Gina is going to meet this uh, Marco's boss, basically, who is a politician. She's an upcoming actress and Marco is the driver. And the meeting keeps being delayed and they end up spending the day together, which looks like a, a romance. I mean, it's just these, these two people are so much fun and they're just mischievous as well and they have depth. But in this film, there's um, a lot about social classes. Look where the power comes from as well. Look how these young people are manipulated by adults in their lives. You can ask the question about what brings satisfaction in life, looking at this film, what, what is the answer to that question? How do they, the Gina and Marco, how do they see each other and how does society look at them and see them? Like there's a definite way that these young people are looked at and used in, as well in some way. So those are all things to, to look at. I have to mention that A Special Day it was the title of a film that came out in 1977 and is it a remake? Is this a straight-up remake? So or? it is not a straight-up remake. The only thing that I... I, I mean, it's, those are interesting questions because it is... A, the other a special day from 1977 is about a couple as well. And they do spend a day together as well. And there is something that happens, a transformation. It, there is a definite message about class and about uh, society and about how people are treated, how women are treated. There's definitely humiliation and characters that are treated like a, a nobody because of, of class. So Sofia Loren and Marcelo Mastroianni are starring in the 1977 film. So there's a lot of, of things that look alike, but the stories are completely different. Mm. But interestingly enough, it starts the same way. Mm. You just yeah. have this outside look at a, at a building and you see through the windows, you know, with the camera, you're kind of like looking into those apartment buildings, and then the mom wakes up everybody in the apartment with coffee. And that is, starts the same way, but then the stories are about different people and different circumstances. But we can we can definitely draw parallels between the two films. Well, we'll have to have a conversation with Dan Paul, who's in the Italian department. He's going to be doing a post-screening discussion of this film on Thursday, and uh, we'll have to ask him some of these questions about why why is the one film being in, invoked but not followed, you know, kind of in a straight way. How does that, you know, potentially change your reading? Uh, it's kind of interesting thought. Our documentary for the week uh, kind of continues in a lot of ways the theme. I mean, a theme that I see coming out of all these films is there's a fundamental inequity kind of in power, right? That kind of access to, to power. And that, that's each of these films have been exploring that. And this last film, uh, no less so, One Child Nation, this got a lot of uh, positive attention from Sundance it and was, kind of when yeah. it did it was, the It was there last year, right, when we right. went to Sundance. And I, I, I missed it there, but I wanted to see it because I know it's an important film. I think it won the jury award or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it won some, some prize. Some award. It's an important film, I think, because it, it's dealing with 35 years of, of trauma that, that has kind of resulted from this policy of China's from 1979 to 2015 of, of couples only being able to have one child. And and you just see kind of the suffering that has that has resulted from this this policy in that you have trauma from mothers who had to give up children, you have these children who've been displaced, you have families who've been broken apart, and it really kind of spreads throughout the world, really, because these, these children, many of the children that were given up to, for adoption were, were sent around the world to 
to families. And so it's a really, it's a documentary, and you can kind of see it, it's the, the way in which a lot of the sufferings process through art. It's, it's an important documentary for China because it's, it's allowing this processing of, of so much um, years Kind of, of coming pain. to terms with the yeah, violence. Coming to terms with the violence. Kind and, of inherent in this kind of policy. Right. And so it's, it's one that you'll see and you'll watch and you'll think, wow, there's a lot of, of pain, right, that, that resulted yeah. from this, this, this one policy that lasted 35 years. And, well, and maybe we should hasten to say it's not for the faint of heart, actually. <laughs> I mean, that it deals with it pretty head on. And while the, the imagery in the film is not... Uh, overly graphic. There's a few moments, particularly yeah. uh, at one point, where they're they're dealing with. You actually see fetuses, yeah. not in a graphic anti-abortion no, kind no. of way, but it it really brings home the yeah. you know, like we said, the the violence, literal violence, as well as figurative. And I like how and it, it does a good job. It it doesn't overwhelm me with these images, but it also kind of turns attention to to the babies that are still living and the, and the children that have been adopted and, and looking mm. at kind of how there's efforts to kind of find them in the world and to re- make, you know, to reunite and to do these things. And so there's a little bit of a, not necessarily hopeful, but there's a little bit more of a positive um, spin on it as well. So. It's true that it's a well-rounded documentary in the way that it looks at every aspect yeah. of, of the consequences of, of this law for so many years. And as well, the midwives who were the instigators yeah, right. of the forced abortions right. and who were killing those those babies. Yeah. And uh, something that, a point that the documentary drives very well is, is about the personal responsibility for actions yeah. and how some of those people that are interviewed refused to feel that responsibility. They said, we had no choice and yeah. we did what we mm-hmm. were told to do. And so, so a lot to reflect upon. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to be having a special post-screening discussion on this film as well on Saturday. Uh, We have a guest who is actually featured in the film who lives here in Utah and has been involved in uh, helping children be reunited with their families or or come back into touch with their families. So you can find information about that on our website. Thank you for joining us today on From the Booth. Our podcast is produced by the International Cinema Program at BYU, which is supported by the BYU College of Humanities. The hosts and guests of this podcast are solely responsible for the opinions and ideas expressed here, as they don't necessarily represent any official position adopted by the university or its supporting institutions. Thanks go to Jojo Hegstrom-Pratt, our sound engineer, as well as the staff in the BYU Humanities Resource Center for their help and support. Look for our Week in Review episodes for discussions about the films that have already played, where we talk a little bit deeper about the films. Uh, We hope you're looking forward to these upcoming films, and we hope to see you in 250 of the Kimball Tower. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mariner. Thank you. See you next time.